are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I am here with my co-host, crazy voice, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello, everyone. This week, we are continuing our new format. What's it called, Nate? This Week in History. That's really good. This week, uh, we're going over July 19th through the 25th. Things that have happened in history that week. This week. In history! July 19th. 1961, the first in-flight movie was shown. And so I'm like, wow, that's I bet it's something great. It's got to be like a classic movie. Nope. It's a movie called Howdy Chicago. Howdy Chicago? Yeah, that's it. Don't, don't know anything about the movie. Never heard of it. But you would think... If it's gonna, if you're gonna be the first to do something, you'd want to open up with a bang, and certainly did not. How do Chicago? It's kind of hard to find anything about it. Maybe <laughs> so. the plane crashed and took the only copy with yeah. it. Is it true they don't play like plane crashes stuff in films? They cut I, it out. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, they edit stuff. I know they edit like uh, nudity and stuff. I think actually they could edit in more to keep my mind off the flight. <laughs> In 1912, there was a large uh, meteorite that exploded over Holbrook, Arizona. It was 190 kilograms, and it scattered 16,000 pieces of debris down on the town. Did you say kilograms? Kilograms, yes. This is America. (laughs) We don't use those kilograms. Matt, did you tell me that somebody had a theory that octopus, they came, octopi came down on a meteorite because they they didn't evolve from Earth? No, it wasn't. I've heard uh, that. I've heard that before. Yeah, I just saw the octopus thing here. It says 33 scientists wrote a peer-reviewed paper saying that the octopus genome is too complex to have evolved naturally on Earth. They think it probably came from space. So it came down on Holbrook, Arizona, and then it <laughs> crawled away. Is that why there's so many octopi around Holbrook, Arizona? Kind of a first, 1930. It was the first exploration of the interior of Antarctica. It was led by Richard Byrd and Lawrence McKinley Gould. Admiral Byrd, he's an interesting guy. He has some interesting theories about what's what was going on in Antarctica. He's a hollow earth guy. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, really? He thought that there were things living in the hollow earth, right? Because there's some volcanoes in Antarctica. Somehow he theorized that you could follow those tunnels and there's a hollow earth. And so, I don't know. It's... It's too crazy even for me, so. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. AD 64, Circus Maximus in Rome catches fire. (laughs) It's the largest stadium in ancient Rome. Could hold up to 150,000 people. How many many clowns does that make? Like (laughs) a million clowns? (laughs) Do the conversion. (laughs) 
1957, July 19th, interracial dancing outcry. So black singer Frankie Lyman, who uh, has a song, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? He was in a band called The Teenagers. Uh, on July 19th, 1957, on an ABC TV show called The Big Beat, he began dancing with a white teenage girl while he was performing. His actions caused a scandal, uh, particularly among Southern TV station owners, and The Big Beat was canceled. Uh, there's no surviving footage because the episode was taped over. Frankie Lyman would later die at the age of 25 from a heroin overdose. nineteen seventy seven the world's first GPS signal was transmitted from a satellite to Rockwell Collins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, our birthplace. Wow. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is because we discussed this about time travel that satellites the interesting thing is that they have to readjust the clocks on satellites or else GPS will be off because of the time travel difference because of the distance from the earth the satellites are there's less gravity on them, and time travels time goes at a different speed than it does on the surface of the earth. I think that was the only time in history that Cedar Rapids, Iowa was put into a GPS because no one <laughs> ever comes here or wants to. Yeah. Did you mean Grand Rapids, Michigan? <laughs> yeah, it keeps um, auto-filling. Inventor of the microwave oven is born, Perry Spencer, July 19th. 1894. He was uh, an American scientist. He they was working on radar type high frequency uh, radio waves for, in World War II, and he noticed that the chocolate bar in his pocket began melting. It inspired him to go on to invent the microwave oven. He was paid two dollars for the patent. And, uh, two dollars. In 1967, the first relatively affordable microwave oven was sold uh, for 495 dollars on retail, which is about 3,800 dollars today. Would you trust an old? Microwave? microwave from 1966 oh man <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so at our old building you know the story about the uh dillweed yeah at the old building we had a microwave like that and man that thing it felt thermonuclear you didn't want to be within <laughs> 10 feet of that microwave and never used it it just looked scary Max Fleischer was born. Max Fleischer was him and David Fleischer created Betty Boop and then Popeye uh, animated Popeye. Popeye was a spinoff apparently of Betty Boop. I didn't know that. By the late 1930s, a survey indicated that Popeye had eclipsed Mickey Mouse in popularity. I bring this up because about a month ago, I was talking about Popeye at work and a girl said, who's Popeye? And What? No. And I was how, like, how old? you don't know Popeye? And then she's like, no, and I was like, you don't know Popeye. I kept saying, you don't know Popeye was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> because how do you, the only answer really is you don't know Popeye, saying it repeatedly. Because she's no saying way. it until she changes her answer. <laughs> <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever seen the live action Popeye movie with Robin Williams? Oh, yeah. Love. Yeah. I don't know why, but I saw that. You as a love kid. that movie? I, it oh. fascinates me. It's weird, and I love it. Robin Williams was on a bus full of comedians, like famous comedians, and they were going like the Oscar, some thing. And they started, they had bomb sniffing dogs. He's like, make sure nobody has a copy of Popeye. What am I? I'm Popeye, the sailor. And I am what I am, what I am, what I am, what I am, and that's all that I Don Mattingly set the AL record of extra base hits uh, in 10 consecutive games. Do you guys remember how awesome Don Mattingly was for yeah. a couple year span? Still to this date, he is 1A to Tom Selleck in mustache. Yes. When, when I was a kid, I had a weird fixation of like what I wanted to be and what I wanted to look like when I grow grew up. Like I made mm -hmm. up a whole thing of what I was going to be like, and I was going to have a mustache just like either Tom Selleck or Don Mattingly. Is that kind of true? Uh, no. You got to call Make-A-Wish, Nate. See if uh, <laughs> make your dreams come true. Richard Simmons, <laughs> Richard Dream Maker. Simmons, uh, 
He'll give me a fake mustache because he only half delivers on the dream. Your dream maker, Richard Simmons! In July 20th, 1960, the USSR's rocket that contained two dogs uh, returned from space. First living things that uh, went out into space and came back. It seems like they sent a lot of animals and there was a lot of disregard for, oh, there's no plan to get it back. It's just, we're just sending monkeys out in space with no uh So was no it the Russians? Plan. Did the Russians send an octopus into space? Ooh, there you And go. then it crashed onto an asteroid, which crashed onto the Earth? Yes. Think about it. I couldn't send a monkey into space. I could send a cat into space. And what would you tell? I wonder if there's any instructions to the monkey. You'd be so tempted to try and talk to the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him directions about the, the different controls to use. He's just throwing poop everywhere. If he dies, if he dies. 1977, the CIA releases the, from the Freedom of Information Act, they released about their mind control experience, MK Ultra. Yep. So it was a long-term uh, U.S. sort of undercover project with many universities involved to essentially study like the effects of drugs on people just sort of playing around and testing is what it sounded like. Like I saw this one that was intravenous administration of a barbiturate into one arm and an amphetamine into the other arm to see what happened. Whoa. The person began babbling incoherently. In 1973, amid a government a government-wide panic caused by Watergate, the CIA director ordered all MKUltra files destroyed. So most CIA documents regarding the project are destroyed. Did you see who is theorized to be part of MKUltra? Yeah, there's a few interesting people here. Charles um, Manson. Charles Manson, Ted Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. Claims that he spent 200 hours as part of the study. Whitey Bulger, a Boston mobster. Really? He was- I didn't know that one. Yeah, 1957. Uh, Ken Kesey, author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. The influence of LSD inspired him to promote the drug outside the context of MKUltra and sort of spreading uh, hippie culture. Sirhan Sirhan, the attorney for Sirhan Sirhan, who, who killed uh, Robert F. Kennedy, claims that he was operating under MKUltra mind control techniques. Wouldn't it be weird if Sirhan Sirhan was knighted and then he'd be Sir Sirhan Sirhan? <laughs> 1801, Elisha Brown pressed a 1,235-pound cheese ball at his farm. And I don't know why. <laughs> at first, I thought, did he bench press it? And then I thought, no, that's too much weight. <clears throat> and why would he be pressing a cheese ball? So he must have made it a 1,200-pound cheese ball. And wow. then did he just <laughs> nibble off of it <laughs> randomly? A little, bit, a little bit at a time. It didn't say it was the world record. So maybe some way out there pressed a bigger <laughs> he cheese wanted ball. To, he wanted to press the world's second biggest. The failed attempt on assassination attempt on Hitler was July 20th. Klaus von Stauffenberg. So it's the one Valkyrie is based on. There were a lot of Hitler assassination attempts. Even going back as early as 1932, people were trying to kill him. Hitler and his staff fell ill after dining at a hotel in Berlin. Poisoning is suspected, but no arrests were made. If you go through, just Google it. There there are lots of Hitler assassination attempts that happened. And it's crazy to see how they barely, a lot of them like barely missed. The first Billboard uh, magazine comes out July 20th, 1940. And do you guys know what the number one Billboard, number one song of all time is? Is it a Christmas song? No. It, if it's an Eagle song, I'm I'm off the show. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped the mic. You're out of here. <laughs> it is Old Town Road by Lil Nas what? X. Or stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. 
riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in a valley, you ain't been up off that porch. Oh, no. Yep, oh, 19 God. weeks at number one. It's not even close. The second place is 16 weeks. You guys know anything about this song? It is kind of interesting how it came to be. Little Nas oh, how X. He, how he took the sample from uh, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Nine Inch Nails had like an instrumental album they released to public domain. Yeah. And some other guy took a little sample of one of the songs, and then this little Nas X bought the beat for $30, and then uh, it got big on TikTok, and then went on from there. And it, it actually has an interesting history, too, because it was uh, excluded from the country countdown because uh, Billboard Country uh, Countdown determined that it was not in the country genre. And there's a lot of criticism there. Um, because I mean, it is. the Billy Ray Cyrus version is a country song. I mean, oh, what, country music people are getting snobby now? Your music just stomp, think, clap, stomp, clap, sing about beaches and jeeps. I think it's uh, the racist, maybe more. That's their uh, version oh, of snobbery. Yeah. Is their racism. I got uh, Speaking of which, you guys remember, it seems like in Iowa they call it country and western music. We, we always talk about country yeah. and western. God knows just I've been through all that. I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep going back. Wish I could roll home back to that old. July 21st. In 1861, it was the first major battle of the Civil War in the United States, known as the First Battle of Bull Run. Confederacy won. Um, end of story. They went on to dominate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they probably, got cocky. They probably <laughs> got cocky after that battle. After they went uh, so that was the one where it was the first battle. People, people went and watched on Hillside, mm -hmm. right? They overestimated, uh, I think, the South. Um, yeah. Or underestimated. Underestimated. Yeah. And then the interesting backstory on that one is this Rosie Rose O'Neill Greenhow. Mm -hmm. She was a in Washington D.C. She was a socialite, but she would mingle with all the generals and get them drunk and get information and then give it to the Confederacy. Jefferson Davis credited her for the victory at, at the Battle of Bull Run uh, because of the information she got. Some say that she got it from future Vice President Henry Wilson, who she was having an affair with at the time. And apparently, there were a lot of women like this that were secret spies for the Confederacy. And would get the guys just to talk, sort of mansplain what was happening. What, uh, what brings you to Tara? <laughs> you, you vixen, you. Stop it. I love you. That, that, that gown is gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. I saw it in the window and I just couldn't resist it. George Carlin arrested for the seven words you yep. can't say on TV. Yeah. And those words are, Nate? Uh, bleep, bleep, <laughs> bleep, 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 and bleep. <laughs> I may not agree with everything George Carlin ever said, but he is my prime example of freedom of speech. We need people like George Carlin to push the boundaries so that we can all have the freedom of speech. Don Knotts' birthday. I love Don Knotts. I don't know if people know Andy Griffith's show is a spinoff of uh, Make Room for Daddy, but they originally wanted Don Knotts to be the straight man and Andy Griffiths to be the comedic guy. That would have been way different. I can't even picture that. First sign youngsters going wrong you got to nip it in the bud nip it you go read any book you want on the subject of child discipline and you'll find that every one of them is in favor of bud nipping take care of it only one way to take care of it nip it in the bud right. ernest hemingway born he uh, bought a urinal from his favorite bar and put it into his home uh, he said he's poured enough money into it to make it his Cat Stevens was born. Love Cat Stevens. And he talks about why he renamed himself Cat Stevens. 
So he was something before Cat Stevens and then he was Yusuf Islam? <laughs> yeah. yeah, after Cat Stevens. Okay. He says, I changed it because I couldn't imagine anyone going to the record store and asking for that Stephen Dimitri Giorgio album. I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Where I'll end up, well, I think only God really knows. 1984, the first documented case of a robot killing a human. Robert Williams, while working at the Ford Motor Company Flat Rock casting plant, Williams was killed by an industrial robot arm. Was it an arm wrestling match? That would have been a rough eulogy. It's how he wanted to go. I applied for a job one time, a long time ago, and it was for like a forklift sale. It was sales uh, for a forklift distribution, I don't know, company or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I asked them why the other guy left, and they said he was killed by a forklift. (laughs) That's what they told me over the phone. But it'd be awesome if the guy was like, it was completely unwork-related. It was a (laughs) forklift that was angry at him. These two had a history. July 22nd. John Dillinger was killed. You know where he was killed? Uh, Chicago? In, yep, in a movie theater. Do you know what he was watching? No. Howdy, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it all uh, comes together. Um, there is a big debate over whether it was John Dillinger. Apparently on the autopsy, there's notes on there that talk about, they give the wrong eye collar, the wrong height, weight, no mention of known scars. It was a teeth. woman. <laughs> There's teeth that Dillinger had known to be missing that were on the in the corpse. The corpse had a heart condition that was inconsistent with Dillinger's medical history. His father <laughs> I, said I this corpse was not him. Multiple times might give you a heart condition. <laughs> yeah. So just like this year, they were trying to res- uh, exhume the body to test for DNA, familial DNA, and a lady that had her father buried next to him uh, fought it, and so they denied it. So they're not going to re- they're not going to exhume the body. In 1826, Giuseppe Piazzi, the discoverer of the first asteroid, dies. If I could just make up an Italian name, it wouldn't even yeah. be as good as Giuseppe Piazzi. That is the most Italian-sounding name you can create. It'd be yeah. awesome if he discovered the asteroid and then was hit by an asteroid, and it was carrying an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> can, Nate, can we hear you say the name, like in an Italian? Okay, let me get my fingers together. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Giuseppe Piazzi. July 22nd, 1947. Do you know who, uh, Nate? Uh, Don Henley. God. Don Henley's <laughs> You better cut this from the show. <laughs> Why do you hate Don Henley? You gotta prove Nate. this on the show. What, what year was that bastard born? <laughs> 1947. Uh, he looks older. He's always looked old. He looked 60 when he was 20. He's got Michael yeah. McDonald syndrome, except Michael yeah. McDonald's awesome, and Don Henley sucks balls. I thought all, so, all the guys in, in the 70s had gray and white hair, and they're like in their 30s. That's true. Like I, was, I was watching the Bob Euchre. For some reason, I was watching a Bob, because there's nothing else on, Bob Euchre uh, documentary. And he, he was like, he's probably like 30 years old. And he's got like gray hair and well, white hair. About, yeah, like he's on Carson. And he's, yeah, he yeah. can't be over 40, and he looks no, 70. No. Yeah, it's crazy. And like Steve Martin. Steve Martin was like 20, and he looked yeah, 80. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. There is a point where the documentary guys must be scraping the barrel. <laughs> the Bob Euchre documentary. Directed by Ken Burns. <laughs> the 70 hour Bob Euchre documentary. Just a bit outside. Jeffrey Dahmer was caught July 22nd, 1991. 
He offered a man $100 to pose for nude photographs. After entering Dahmer's apartment, he Dahmer attempted to handcuff the man and attack him with a knife, saying he planned to eat his heart. The man managed to escape with one wrist handcuffed and flagged down police officers. He, he'd probably feel like the luckiest guy there is that he escaped out of that. And then you got to announce that you took $100 to, from some stranger <laughs> yeah. to go so, pose nude. So can you tell us the whole story, sir? July 23rd. 1931, France announced that for the 1932 Olympics that they didn't have the money to send a team. <laughs> so, 1931, France is, France is broke. Uh, and they couldn't even send Olympians to the Olympics next year. They just waved the white flag. <laughs> That's an Olympic sport they're great at. I can see them like putting it on a sign. And then people are like, how much does that sign cost? <laughs> Sorry, we, we all got no money. First person to survive jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge, July 23rd, 1886. It's its height of 135 feet, same as a 14-story building. He used his fame to jump to open a saloon, and it became known as Do a Brody, is when you do something crazy, because the guy's name was Steve Brody. Oh, man, I'm going to use that. That's good. Yeah. Do a Brody. Others doubted his claim, saying that he had somebody else throw a dummy from the bridge while he was swimming out from the shore. July 24th. In 1958, Ted Williams spit at Boston fans again and fined $250. I think the, the funny thing there is that it was again, so he had done it before. He was playing for Boston at the time. He kind of had a reputation of being a bit of a bastard. So, Hey, mm. Nate, why don't you drive to the cryogenics lab and say that to his face? I will. <laughs> and frozen scream staring at that horror-stricken face. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll even throw a monkey wrench at his head. 1901, O. Henry is released from prison. Uh, William Sidney Porter, writer of all the O. Henry stories um, with twist endings, was in prison uh, for three years for embezzlement and then became a famous writer. His pseudonym first appeared in a story called Whistling Dick's Christmas Stocking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, leave that one there. 1983, George Brett had the pan pine tar incident. Oh, yeah, that was great. I've never seen anyone go so ballistic. If the word ape shit could have a picture <laughs> next to it. Yeah. I wonder what he was yelling. And I always wonder, like, what is Billy Martin? You see him in the umpire's face, yeah. and they're just like, what are you yelling so loudly and so fast? What words yeah. are those? They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, he yeah. is. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And He's steaming mad. He is out and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. Jay Martinez is holding Brett. Bobby, I've never seen this in my life. You know, one, the French make their first landing at the site of Detroit. I, I'm picturing like uh, a French like fur trapping group, but landing in like modern day 80s, rundown, bad economy Detroit. They're all fancy dressed. Seventeen oh four, Great Britain takes Gibraltar from Spain. It's an interesting place. There's a city there. It's a it's a it's a rock. They say that there's a bunch of monkeys on the island of Gibraltar, and if the monkeys ever are gone or just not there, that the island will revert back to Spain. I guess I don't know if that's part of the actual treaty with Spain, but is that why Russia kept sending them into space? Yes, they were secretly trying to capture Gibraltar. If he dies, he dies. The Pope birth control ban started on July 25th, 1968. I only say this because I want to say that the Pope recently is quoted as saying, 
parents don't have to mate like rabbits is an argument. That'd be awesome if the Pope said that parents just don't understand. Related to that, I had, um, I didn't realize this, but I guess two years ago, there was an article that came out, a research article in uh, the Human Reproduction Update Journal. And it said that uh, the sperm count are half of what they were 40 years ago in men. The microwave oven invention. It had to be the microwave. Especially that was in Nate's shop. (laughs) That sounds like an exciting magazine to subscribe to. Subscribing to Ranger Rick all these years, but and Modern Monkey. It's like something you read on while you're waiting to get a vasectomy. The uh, Human Reproduction Update. Wait, what's Modern Monkey, Nate? I I can't talk about it. It's a slow news day on July 25th. I got the birth of Roger Clinton. Uh, half-brother of Bill Clinton. Didn't he try um, to, like, make himself famous, but it didn't really yeah, work? He had, a, he had a music career. He did the crowd warm-ups for tapings of Designing Women and was also a lounge singer. President Clinton con- uh, pardoned him for a conviction to be expunged. He had a conviction for drug trafficking and cocaine, and so that was one of his controversial pardons that he gave his brother. So what percentage of the designing women audience did Roger Clinton score with? 1946, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis uh, teamed up together for their first comedy show at the Club 500 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. But I think everybody in attendance not only got lung cancer, but they also (laughs) developed liver disease. Just from being in the same room as those two. I had an 1864, and I only like this one because of the name of the king. 1864, Charles the Bald ordered the defense against the Vikings. But Charles the Bald, it was interesting because some people think he wasn't really bald, that it was sarcastic because he was really actually really hairy. Um, So there's some controversy there with Charles the Bald, but I think the consensus is, yes, he was bald. Charles the Bald could have been a poser. He could have been a wannabe. Uh, he wanted to be bald. I don't know if you guys noticed, but in researching these dates, there's always so many, like, king. this person became queen of England, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They were always, like, beheaded three years later. There's so much of that. You'd think they would realize that they're going to be beheaded in, like, nine days. Or There was one lady that was queen for nine days and then beheaded. Did they put the heads up on the walls like people do with deer heads now? Like, which which one was it? Henry VIII? Did he just have a wall full of, like, heads? Oh, oh. Oh, you're safe, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he comes home with a blank plaque. <laughs> this is totally unrelated. <laughs> a major award I won. <laughs> He's like holding it up and she looks at him. He puts it down. He's (laughs) measuring her head. (laughs) Again, baby, totally unrelated. I'm buying you a hat. Thank you all for listening to the Think Funny podcast. For Aaron Donnelly and Nate Sadler, this is Matt Donnelly. Please check us out on Twitter. Uh, Nate's got some really good content on there at ThinkFunnyPodC1. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. When I was a kid, I had a weird fixation of what I wanted to look like. And I was going to have a mustache. Got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad black. Got the bushes black and mad. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more. Nothing, riding on a tractor, lean all in my blood, cheated on my baby, you can go and ask.